Hello, and welcome to St. Louis City Press and International Friendly. Joining me to talk about City's 2-1 win over the Minnesota Loons is Patrick Stark. Hello. Drew, who was at the game. Ooh, that press so scandalous, and you know Minnesota couldn't handle us from the top of the box so devilish all night long. Let me see that blom, baby. That blom, 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 blom. I like the boy Jabulo. That blom. Let's, uh, let's shut it down there, folks. Were you just sitting on that this whole time? What's up, Phil? Uh, Drew, I'm, I'm astounded. Best highlight of the pod. Uh, Nathan Halley, you got to follow that up. Uh, I, yeah, I'd just like to give a shout out to, uh, new listeners, potentially everyone I work with, uh, made the potentially problematic decision today to announce to the leadership team of the group I work with that I have a podcast about St. Louis city and at least one of them, Hey Sydney promised to listen. That's a mistake. No one at Yahoo knows anything. Abby. Hello, and hello to my 1,100 new South African followers, because I tweeted about Njibulo Blom today. The South Africans are supportive. And I think they are going to love that song from Drew. Oh my God, yes. Who would not? It was amazing. That's going to get like clipped into a meme. Play that on top of a video clip of Blom with that goal. Come Ooh. on. I feel Fire. like we need to be very careful this episode with our pronunciation of his name. It is Blom, right? Can we go with Jabs? Isn't that is his... It's like Jobs? Mm. He's amazing. We're getting ahead of ourselves. There was a whole game. He was man of the match, no doubt. Uh, we will talk about it. But let's talk about the rest Patrick of the game. Patrick wanted 30 seconds on LAFC. Oh, yeah. We Okay. Apologies to loyal podcast listeners. We missed a pod for the first time this season. Three games in a week made it hard to get all the pods. So we did not cover a post game of LAFC. Pat, hit us with it. Um, we we drew. No one scored. Zero, zero. But it was thrilling. It was, it was a, as, yeah, it's as thrilling a zero, zero draw as you're ever going to see. A lot of back and forth. It was an open game, surprisingly. But uh, yeah, LAFC point, found- which was a good point for everyone involved, if we're honest. It was LAFC a- followed that up with another 0-0 draw that had the lowest combined XG total of any MLS game ever. And I was told that one was also exciting by Twaylor Tellman. Yeah, and I believe it. You know, it's a they're a good team. I think holding them 0-0, it was a, a moral victory of sorts. So I'm kind of an idiot because I I got really excited when we beat Minnesota two to one. Spoiler alert, because I had predicted that we would beat LAFC two one and then forgotten that we hadn't done a pod and thought that was the pod and thought I had finally gotten a prediction right. Um, and then was really let down. Like I was halfway through texting the group when I realized I was just an idiot. I did predict the score of two one on the city app. So once again, we can wait, but. I don't think I will be winning any prizes. You win a prize from me for that entrance song. Are we? Can we talk about that again? That was lovely. I'd All rather right. you didn't shower me with praise, Phil, and we should talk about the game. Well, let's shower City with praise. Let's talk about the Minnesota game. Speaking um, of showers, that would have been the right segue because it was raining. It was pouring. Do you want to host this podcast? <laughs> Were you guys undercover? I was at the game as well. Drew was at the game. The stadium did yeah. provide ample cover for the way high up seats that we were in. 
Um, the stadium also provided Drew with a lovely view of a giant metal pole. <laughs> so it was a beautiful stadium, and I'm glad we weren't in the expensive seats that just got rained down upon constantly through the whole 90 minutes. But I was uh, did have to spend a lot of time craning my neck, leaning, sitting down, standing up um, to see the action. And I, as such, I have now watched almost all the game back on Apple TV to actually see what happened. It's confusing. Our normal seats are on the same side of the stadium as the camera. I believe friend of the pod dad has pointed that out before. That makes it easy to remember what you saw and correlate it with the replay. When you're on the opposite side of the stadium, very confusing. I think we call him dad of the pod dad. Have you considered facing the other direction and holding up a mirror? (laughs) I had not. Does Um, that work? I mean, he's an optometrist, so that's got to be a good point. Professional. The optics hold up. It I have a question, that... Phil. How many times did you get punched pizza when you were in Minnesota? I think we'll call it two and a half. I, oof. That's a tough number to, to work with. That's funny because I think the over under was two and a half. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you do in this situation. <laughs> okay. I, it was only it was two full pizzas and one slice of pizza. So I think we're going under. New sponsor, Punch Pizza? Oh, we wish. Or are you sponsoring them? After the game, we went to W.A. Frost. Not a sponsor, but a lovely, they had a lovely kind of dungeon area that we sat in. Speaking of pizza places that we've eaten in the past, I was reminiscing today about all the trips I used to take to California. Um, Tony's Pizza Napolitano, new sponsor in San Francisco, has restarted serving St. Louis style pizza. So if you're one of our San Francisco Bay Area listeners, of who I think we might actually have a few. Stop by Tony's Pizza Napolitano and sell you, tell them St. Louis City Press sent you for a 15% discount on any appetizer. Not a thing. Do we oh think that's because, <laughs> do we think that's because of the success of St. Louis City SC, the soccer team? Maybe they're fans. I, I can only assume. Before we move on from this stimulating bit, uh, it should be said that I had a great time. I did love going to the game. I don't want to give the impression that I'm was your tick Was your ticket marketed as an obstructed view when you bought it? Uh, two of the six of them were, but all of them really were. It was a it was a nice stadium. I mean, other obviously an obstructed view is not great. Um, the fans were very friendly. Lots of comments of, you know. Hey, glad you could come up here. I I wished them well. I said I hope they make the playoffs. So why would yeah. you say that? Well, because I do. I mean, I, I'd like Minnesota to make the playoffs. Because I mean, because they're bad. Yeah, sure. They have you actually know. had the most variation in their position in the standings out of I think the entire league. Like they have had the roller coaster of up and down over the course. That of is season. a great stat. I am serving Chris's purpose here. You're a You're whole like human being, except a lady. Thank you. All right. The stadium was lovely. The food, not as good as City Park. Kind of generic, if we're honest. They didn't um, have like a like a casserole. They had like a cafe beignet that was pretending to be a cafe beignet, but was really just some like very subpar beignets. Hot dish. I did not see any hot dish. All right. I did have some cheese curds, but after the St. Paul Saints minor league baseball game, not at the not at the park. I feel like this has been a lot of food talk. Very right. little soccer talk. Well, it was there on the rundown. It was someone, I believe, wife of the pod, Helen, had requested more food talk on the pod. So we are we are doing what the only person who has emailed has ever done. 
I would say the name of the email address now, but I've actually forgotten it. Um, so just hit us up on Twitter at STL Lewis City Press. Um, we've got a promo code up there for FanDuel. We do not. No oh sponsors. My. Is we it really STL Lewis? ST Lewis City Press. Okay, good. At ST Lewis City Press. After 10% today, off your next Frosty at Wendy's. Okay. I think we could get sponsored by like the country of South Africa. After There are no sponsors. It's a fan pod just for the fun of it. We do this for the listeners. Patrick, hit us with some soccer. What would you think right. of the game? I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought, you know, the we come out uh, it's going to be a rainy, sloggy mess. I think that plays to plays well for us. We're out there knocking people over in the in the in the mud. It sort of lowers everyone to our level of passing. It's a beautiful thing. And get some, as Drew likes to call them, the dirty long balls. Get some dirty long balls going right up our alley. And Oof. the first half, you know, it was tight. Um, we had a pretty rotated, a very heavily rotated roster to start, which is not unexpected. Can we given... actually get some stats on how much we'd expect a rotation? We've done this before. Um, we, we did. So, okay, so he's alluding to the fact that I, I did a little more of sort of our numbers crunching about the rotation. Um, so last time around, we were saying if you played in a game, did you also play in the game before to try and characterize your rotation? This time around, just trying to understand, you know, how many unique rosters has your team played? Um, and once again, turns out City quite average. Uh, so sort of no interesting conclusions from the roster. Uh, rotation analysis but certainly in this game i think you could call this roster quite rotated uh we had a very very large number of players that had not previously played together necessarily and certainly not recently specifically no parker no nilson our center backs like they weren't even on the bench right correct uh, yarrow and bell playing center back and i don't know how much it was on them and how much it was on the wingers but in that first half minnesota was fairly consistently getting the long balls over our defense and then making runs in. Um, we managed to not give up any goals on that, which is good. Talk about our man Blom shutting some of those down with some crazy runs. but It definitely felt like a sort of tale of two matches, and I think we'll talk about that some with the subs. But even for, so for Yarrow, for example, felt like he had a rough sort of first, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, and then really settled into it and had a really nice sort of second part of it if you're hearing my son crying he's standing at the door quite unhappy about this situation you, you um, do have a husband that can take care of that right yeah it's he's trying pat what else well it end up first half zero zero which was you know a reasonable outcome given as you mentioned they were able to get behind us but they were never to hardly able to make anything dangerous occur we were able to recover balls go out of bounds poor uh, poor touches on the Minnesota side were able to clear out. So overall, I think they held their own with the heavily rotated starting roster in the first half, almost Nate, in a sense, biting time. Nate, Drew, you have anything to add on that first half? Well, I watched it while watching uh, Disney on ice. So <clears throat> it was hard to um, really concentrate because I was doing it to the Encanto soundtrack, people ice skating around. Um, I, I agree with what Patrick was saying. I got a little worried a few times. I think they were doing a, a decent job uh, 
getting behind our our defense. Um, I didn't think we looked super dangerous. Um, I feel like I was super ranty on the Discord at the time um, and then felt dumb about that later. Although I will stand by going into what we're about to say that like we held our own against a bad team with a heavily rotated lineup. So I was not a fan of the lineup. And then when we put our good players in, we won, which a lot of people afterwards were saying, oh, look, it's you can heavily rotate. And it's like, sure, we got away with it. But really, we got away with it because we finally put in the players that are the, the cream that rises to the top. By But by not playing them the whole game, they are now I reasonably, <laughs> reasonably well rested for Saturday. It bodes well for the playoffs. I have unrealistic expectations of players making in the 80s of thousands of dollars. Um, first half, I think Stroud had a great chance on two minutes and then actually had another good chance a little bit later. Uh, Nico had a couple decent chances. Um, it was about even from them. Uh, the Korean Jung Sung Bin got by us a few times but couldn't really finish, nor, and nor could Pookie, although Berkey made a couple good saves right at the beginning. Um I thought of the two South Af- well, I guess we're getting into it. Of the two South Africans, I thought that Bongi Longwane was more likely to score, but I think we kept him fairly well covered. It might be the system, but we seem to get beaten on the flanks a lot, and then the co- uh, the center backs have to cover. Uh, we push our fullbacks pretty far forward. In the in, in the KC game, I, Parker was doing a ton of covering on the right for Hebert, and in LAFC, Parker was ended up on the left a lot doing. Bulanga one-on-ones, uh, which bizarrely worked out. We do play very open. It seemed like it was almost like a basketball game going back and forth at times. And then on this one, it was uh, Yarrow and Bell were doing a lot back there um, covering for fullbacks. Um, In general, it seems like we are weak on the wings, like consistently. I think that's part of part, must be part of the system. And Berkey is expected to be the sweeper and has bailed us out so many times, but I think this may be one of the, the only time so far that he has made a, a mistake and gotten bailed out himself by the rest of the squad. I thought Celio looked good. I mean, I always like how Celio looks, but super fun to watch. Like that he neck tat. Yeah. Celio he actually had, had a chance a- in the 24th minute. That was our statistically best chance of the game. I remember ranting that that should have been a goal. He had a chance in the, like, I believe it was uh, maybe 60 or something. It was after Klaus was on because Klaus was upset with him for passing up a shot on his right foot to move the ball to his left, which then got blocked. That, so that was, you know, not great, but also only a couple of chances. I, I love Celio, and when he can just run into open space, he's great. All right. We got through the half, 0-0, zero, zero, came out, same squad, no rotations at half. What do we think about the penalty Berkey getting a yellow for that foul called in the box. Apple TV thought it should have been a red. It should not have been a red, but it was the right call to give the penalty in the yellow. I think just saying what the Apple TV rules analyst said. We be on the instant replay said yellow. Good call. Not a dog. So let's be honest. No one really knows those rules. Not true. So we be on the MLS walks through it. So for dog. So there's sort of four criteria that I don't remember. Uh, But the two that they did not meet was the odds that the player is going to have the ball and be able to take possession. 
minutes. Like how likely is that player going to be able to get the ball and score? So like they have to be very likely to be able to do that. And then what is the sort of number and position of the defenders? And so in this case, Berkey totally makes a foul. It is not a dog. So because the player at no point had control of the ball and there were a large number of defenders around him that could have prevented it scoring. So not a dog. So, but appropriately called a foul, appropriately given the yellow, appropriately given the penalty. I think you need to know that this pod is very opposed to the term dog so. So um, (laughs) I think it's mostly you're right. I mean, I agree with you. And I think mostly the call was fine. I think where I don't think the rules are great is because there's always lots of different interpretations of these penalties. Like, I mean, it has to sort of be that way. And we, you know, we want some consistency. What I I guess morally, what I don't like about it is that there is no concept of double jeopardy. I mean, there's no Fifth Amendment in FIFA, because you're punished by the penalty, and then you're punished by the card. Thank God he wasn't sent off because that is, that would be an obscene punishment. Getting the yellow is also kind of crappy. That's what happened to a Denerin the other week against um, whichever team we owe LA Galaxy for the handball. It's like, you get a penalty against you, you're giving 80% chance of the other team scoring. You don't need to then card the player as well. 100% you know chance. Part of the rules. Berkey's going to get a save on a penalty one of these days. I yeah. somehow got into a dumb argument on Facebook. Berkey's save percentage. People were saying over his career, he's he's average. There was I stopped paying attention. I shouldn't but he had, his average on social media. His average isn't great, but... I did look him up on FB ref or transfer marker, one of those. He has saved two out of three penalties in the Champions League. So I mean, forget about forget about Berkey. Okay. Sometimes the player just boots it wide. You know, that was where the stupidity came from. Whether those shots should be included or just the ones he had actually stopped. All right, let's move on. After... I just want to say something. Wait before we get before we move on. So first half I watched uh, on my phone, uh, Disney on Ice. Second half. I was driving home and was forced to listen to Y98. And surprisingly, Joey Zanaboni was completely like fine and listenable. And I could follow the game. And he said nothing ridiculous, even when the goals were scored. Um, It was quite a surprise. And I found him quite delightful. Uh, I believe you actually met him in, in Minnesota, right? I met famous celebrity Joey Zanaboni in a bookstore. He was lovely. He we talked. Didn't invite him on the pod. Did not invite him on the pod. He would have come on. I guarantee he would come on. I was actually I didn't realize at the time I was thinking like, oh, we can watch the replay with his commentary. But then I realized Apple only gives you the home team's radio commentary. So I did not get that for the replay. I enjoyed listening to him, though. I but I actually didn't see the the Berkey thing. The announcer on Apple, I forget who it was, actually didn't even really think it was much of a penalty, let alone a red. So I think he's wrong. I think a yellow I, with the penalty is fair because he totally grabbed him. A I red have would have re- been overkill with the penalty given the situation. But I honestly wouldn't have been all that surprised if he got one. I think one of the most heartwarming things, I mean, this is spoiling the rest of the match, but that's okay. We've already done that. Nerwinski in the post-match pod basically calling out like, Look how many times Berkey has saved us. And so for us to be able to save him and get that win, like it was just heartwarming. I love it. What is the concept of spoiling a game that already happened and the entire purpose of this podcast is to recap that game? Well, we haven't talked about it, you know. I see. So we're trying to like relive it in real time, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're about to get to the best part. We've given up a goal. 
Oh, it was, I was so real depressed. Out. Yeah, I mean, you're in a stadium and like the whole stadium stands up and is cheering and you're just sitting there mad. And I know from personal and experience wet. that you hate that. I hate it. So what happened next? Well, so your whiskey make an amazing pass. Well, wait, next we made some subs, right? Really? Yeah. It's like 54th minute. No, that was when the, the penalty happened, but they're the relatively early. It subs. seems like um, Carnell has kind of he, lately he's been doing the, the triple pack of subs. And what a triple pack it was subbed in, I guess, bottom to top Leuven, Jackson, Klaus come in and completely change the game like night and day i mean it i don't want to like be too negative about how the game was looking before that it was looking you know back and forth we looked so dominant once they came on i so everyone knows that i'm a huge samuel adenarin fan klaus is a more complete player and changes the game in ways that Almost no one else on the team. Does. And it would really be amazing to wonder where we would be if we hadn't been without him for four months. Um, but really glad he's back now. Is that three out of the last four games he's scored in now? I believe that is true. Let's talk about the goal. Jake Nerwinski uh, pushing up high on that wing gets the ball. Again, he talked about this. Watch the post-match pot or the post-match conference. He's great. He's great on a mic. Second to Indy. He describes this moment. He gets the ball. He makes eye contact with Klaus. You know, time stops. The two of them lock eyes. There's a, a subtle gesture. And so he Zach knows what's up. Playing. At this moment, they are parallel with each other on the pitch. Klaus breaks out into a dead sprint, just turns his head and goes. It's incredible. I don't know how you like calculate in your head. Like, where do you need to be? You, you, you look over for like half a second after Nerwinski kicks a cross up in the air and somehow you've calculated exactly where you need to be, when you need to jump, how high. Yeah. Klaus is incredible. And just buries it in the back of the net. Having watched this several times from a few different angles. One, I'm pretty sure the eye contact that Nerwitzki is talking about occurs before Nerwitzki even has the ball. Leuven still has the ball and Klaus knows what's about to happen. He looks back, sees Nerwitzki behind him. The pass goes beyond Klaus, and that's when Klaus begins to make the run. And you watch him. He's actually, like, they make eye contact again, and as soon as that, when that ball's in the air, he his, he's locked on the ball. He's not looking where he's going. It's a miracle he didn't run into three different guys. I don't know how he did it, but he made the run. He got up, which... Throwback to early games when that guy, like, we know that he's tall and but has a hard time jumping for balls, it seems like. He got up and just smoked it and took out a defender in the process, which I always love to see. It was a beautiful goal. It was a beautiful goal. Not the most beautiful goal of the game. What happened next? Drew, you want to walk us through it? You were there. Drew oh, was on, was was on like, your side of the stadium, so he I could was see this happen. staring at a pole. No, yeah, no, no, he no, could no. see I, this. That was in the second half. That side was the side we were attacking was in two thirds was two thirds unobscured. The other side, I may have had to look at the jumbotron to see what was going on. Um, uh, it was the press. It was the goalie it was the ball was forced back to Dane St. Clair, the goalie who had a nice shithouse yellow card in the first half. It must be said. Oh, we should uh, talk about that. Who then 
hastily passed out to the the right back who was pressed by Eddie Lyons and coughed it up. Uh, and then uh, did did was it Jackson. him or was it Aladdin? It was Jackson. Thank, Jackson. Thank you. It was, it was, thank you. It was Aladdin Jackson who got the ball to Blom, who then, as if he is a silky smooth attacking midfielder. Moved it from his left to his right foot, thus like deeped around a guy. Exactly, the the defender trying to close him down and created a lot of space for himself. And I was in the stands thinking, this is a wonderful chance. He has to shoot, regardless of what Blom's shots have looked like in the past. I was like, this is perfect. Uh, and then he, you know, slammed it up into the top corner. There was no chance for the goalie. It was marvelous. I hugged Best everyone. Ever. I screamed. Yeah. It was messy like. It was absolutely messy like. I screamed. I shook Helen. Like I grabbed her by the shoulders and shook her. I called Abby on the phone. I was still screaming. <laughs> I, I heard Joey Zamboni yell goal. And I first driving down Highway 40 immediately called Abby. So Bomb had had a shot prior in the I was, game. I was going to say, okay, so let's describe that. Klaus absolutely blasted that. Like, Klaus just absolutely blasts it. The goalie makes a save. It pops out to Blom, who just skies it 20 feet over the net. You know. I think it was out the sideline. It was whatever. Blom had had such a good game. Like, it's like, who yeah. even cares? He does you not know. need to shoot, you know, we could his defensive play in that game, the amount of times he turned them over high, or he made a covering run back into our box to save a goal. Like he had had an amazing game. There was a someone, I think it was Patrick. Did you post the Instagram reel of just his like defensive highlights? And it was, it was unreal. Like that guy, he, he saves us 20 times a game. Like no joke. And this was a good game for him. He's had a couple off games. I heard that he'd been dealing with some foot injuries and last game or the game before it was had like a, some kind of weird medication reaction. That's why he left at halftime. Yeah, I was super worried about him that last game that he had been injured. I was sort of glad to hear that it was a medication reaction, although obviously don't wish that on anyone, but glad to see that he was back in the game today. You change your microphone? Tony started screaming at the door, so I had to pick him up and deal with him so i'm having trying to hold the microphone out of his way so he doesn't yank at it it's just closer sorry that but so, good. so that blom goal like it was just made that much sweeter by the fact that he had you know just kicked a bad kick earlier in the game and he's like we all we all want blom to get a goal you know and it's like wouldn't that be incredible and so then for him we to hit just bloming that <laughs> right yeah we do we, or, or maybe pressing it Indying it, yeah. strouting it. I mean, it could be a number. I also got into an argument on social media. I defended Jared Stroud. Someone was saying that he's just an awful player, and I said that was a terrible take. He's the heart of the team. He is. He is. But yeah, so for Blom to then just hit an absolute banger, incredible. So I've been debating. First professional goal in his entire life. It's true. Very I'd impressive. Debating which player to get. <laughs> their name on and number on my jersey i i had wanted to and i've been thinking about it so based on this i decided it had to be blom like just my absolute favorite player he is just so amazing so i took my jersey out to soccer master to get it done and I, not a sponsor damn 
picked it up yesterday evening, take a picture of it on the dashboard of my car, uh, I guess truck, um, and posted this on Twitter saying how, you know, I'd been debating for a long time, but that based on that performance, it had to be Blum. Tweeted this, did not think much of it. Woke up this morning to just hundreds and hundreds of likes from South African uh, soccer Twitter fans. They love him. They love him so much. It was amazing. I got two different South African names given to me. Um, I liked Mbali. So I am Flower, I think is my new my new South African name. They were all amazing. It is now up to 1130 something likes on this tweet, which is just unreal. Um, Huge, huge Blom fans in South Africa. Um, So shout out to all of them. They were amazing. And we welcome all of our new South African listeners. I would like them to know that my favorite cricket team is the South African cricket team. So you are welcome here. I do have a, I, I do have, I'm not thrilled with you though. Because I feel like you've cursed us and he will now leave the team because you got a jersey with his name on it. You broke my number one rule, which is that the only names you can get on jerseys are players that are retired. Didn't you have a Tony Twist jersey? I was going to say. This is an adult Nathan rule. So, for example, I have a Willie McGee jersey. I was gifted a Vladimir Tarasenko jersey. There is a slight addendum to my rule, and that is... If a player has won a championship for your team and they are also from your city. So Kelly has a David Freeze and a Pat Maroon jersey, both from St. Louis and or they are Vladimir Tarasenko. You can get their name on a jersey separate from those rules. You got to be real careful. What about like Bennington? He was he was out there. He brought out the game ball the other night, the LAFC game. I'd be a no on that. You're a ridiculous human. You could get safely an Orlando Pace St. Louis Rams jersey brought out the game ball a month ago. Okay. Um yeah, Blom scores the winner and we hold on uh, with through some questionable Ooh. refereeing Ooh. calls at the end and a very dangerous chance. That was that was terrifying. It was. But what in the world how did Klaus like Klaus had a breakaway and easily could have scored Don't and know. somehow they called a foul on him. There was an angle that I saw later. I saw an angle later and it was like very clear nothing had happened. I could not find an angle where you could see anything. And I get the ref is at a different angle, but my God, no idea what that was. And you've never seen Klaus that angry. If they had scored, I probably would have sent that ref a message on LinkedIn. Well, thank goodness that didn't happen for a number of reasons. Um, Restraining order, all that. But yeah, we walk away with three points. I on, believe on a this weekend is the first that LAFC, yes, and on a weekend that LAFC drew again, as I mentioned, so we we gained points on them. We are four point. We need four more points to guarantee top of the West. Can I just say, away stadium, it sends chills down my spine when the STL chant goes out and you can hear it. Like you can hear it on the broadcast, yeah. But in person, it's an incredible feeling. STL, yeah. Good work, everybody. I loved, I think one of my favorite moments is, um, I forget which game it was, but you could hear the, oh, it was the, it must have been the SKC game, which was a bad game, but you could hear the crowd singing the Berkey zombie song after one of his saves. Yeah, that's the best one. 
I just love the STL chant after goals because it's so simple and it you can just hear it everywhere. It's it's really a fantastic cheer for away games or for any time, but especially for those away games. It's a real club do banger. Think, do we think we can get Drew's song into the into the mix for fan chants for Bomb? Uh, I don't think that that can be pulled off by <laughs> our supporter section as much as I appreciate our supporter section. See, I like the beyond simplest- the purview of their abilities. It's a high level I like of difficulty. The, I like the simplicity of the STL chant. If if I hadn't made that clear already, yeah, we're talking about how much we like the simplicity, and it's like, <laughs> what's the most complicated thing? <laughs> we already have problems with like you know the sound, just the speed of sound causing like issues with the STL chant at the beginning of the game. Now let's try and wrap the thong song blom song. It was a bad idea. We can admit that. All right, Nate, I, we almost transitioned to Sporting Kansas City there, but... I was trying to segue. Yeah, Always trying so to segue. Let's talk about our upcoming game against Sporting Kansas City. It's going to be awesome. The rubber match. Like, I think we've got a real burner of a rivalry. SKC is like a good team. What about if they're without their star player, Johnny Russell? We're going to kick their butts. I'll tell you what I'm hoping for, actually. There's a chance we could get them in the first round of the playoffs, right? That would be so stressful. I think there's a chance we can get like almost anybody right now. I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's SKC. I think we so win the only team, Johnny the only Russell team we, or not. The only team we can't get is Colorado. That's true. Likewise, in the East, the only team that won't be in the playoffs is Hot Ronto. Basically, everyone else has a chance. Um, I think we're going to beat them. I love that there's this is the third game of our season series against Kansas City. Is that a thing that someone else I was listening or watching that like some other team had three against their rival? Is that the L.A.'s? Were there three El Traficos this year? I don't remember. It might have been Orlando, Miami, Hotlando. I think there were three El Traficos because they needed (laughs) to create more congestion. Um, Johnny Russell red card in his last game did anyone watch that no i did it was legit so he's coming in against an offensive player on the other team i i don't even remember who they were playing um his foot just goes spike like over the ball spikes first into the opposing player's leg and you see the opposing player's leg sort of just get swiped out by his spikes um so I don't know that it's the worst I have ever seen. I, like, I, I feel like there are even some calls in this. This was in the same MLS video that we were talking about with the Berkey call. Um, they say that it's legit in that. Um, I agree. I don't think it was the strongest thing ever. I certainly, I don't think they're going to get it reversed. Which that is- seems like it would be a very high bar to get a red car re- reversed. Right. I mean, it was a clear spikes up over the ball. The claim that Kansas City is making is that he comes away with the ball, which is sort of true. But he at no point sort of had good control of the ball. It was just his foot goes over the ball. He swipes out the player's legs, spikes first, and then comes up with it. It's easier to come away with the ball if you go spikes into the other player's leg, actually. Yeah, I, I don't think they get it reversed. So I think he's out for Saturday, and that is clearly in our favor. But we would beat kick their butts anyway. Wasn't yeah, the worst really- red card I saw this weekend? Uh, Man City's Rotary just like choked out a guy. 
That was amazing. <laughs> Apparently you it, can't it do that either. You tend to come away with the ball if you impale the other player. <laughs> that was they had they were hosting H- Red Hot Houston uh and beat them despite the Russell red card. Houston who will be playing tomorrow against Inter Miami in the Open Cup final whether certain uh, high profile players will play is unknown. Question, should I watch the US Open Cup final or should I go to the SLU uh, Missouri State game down at uh Herman Stadium. Follow up, Abby. Do you want to go to the SLU Missouri State game down at Herman Stadium? I will actually be at City Park tomorrow night. I am going to a VIP reception for the Geo Resolution Conference that is being held in the Ultra Club. Ooh, what are you fans? There's also the Campiones Cup there tomorrow is. night as well. Which just seems weird. Like it's like it's a different team at this point. So this is the winners of last year's. MLS and Liga MX. I mean, that happens all the time. Like the sure, but the charity I shield. I had completely yeah, forgot. I don't think I ever knew this was a thing. Yeah. Uh, it's it's because our season and the Liga MX MX seasons are like weirdly aligned. We just look. We don't. We need to stop. Like we don't need a Campione's Cup because we have a League's Cup. Like we need to be cutting down on games, not adding more nonsense games into the schedule so uh speaking of going to city park so we're going on saturday kc does anyone yes. want to go on sunday to the city two playoff game possibly sure. they're taking on I san jose we'll be going to the final cardinals game of the season is it adam wainwright guitar night i don't think so i was at adam wainwright's 200th win game very exciting so i i I could be convinced, but I'm celebrating Kelly's birthday, doing that and then taking her to Top Golf. Okay, I'll text you and see if I can move the needle. It's going to be a great game. Um, I'm excited. Back at home, the third game, one for us, one for them. This is the deciding match. It doesn't really... Okay, if we get four more points out of the last four games, we clinch first place, according to Tom Timmerman. I haven't checked the numbers. And according to Nathan, who said that three minutes ago. Okay. Quoting Tom Timmerman, presumably, since we quote him so often. I mean, he is my backup stats guy. And I never doubt his numbers. Phil, what you're also saying is this game, much like George W. Bush, is the decider. (laughs) Absolutely. One thing, sorry, this is a a related tangent, I guess. I had forgotten Champions League, guys. I mean, if if we come in first in the division, we're automatically qualified. And I can think of nothing better than to throw that at us next year when we can just rant about squad rotations for midweek games against Haitian teams. Oh, can you imagine? I'll oh, see I, y'all I, in Tegucigalpa. I'm going. I just hope we get that lady uh, on the announcing that was calling the Nations League games. CONCACAF Champions League, that's a big tournament. Will it's, I see you guys in Managua? I will go to Managua before I will go to Tegucigalpa. I think I'm actually not allowed to go to Honduras. How do you feel about San Salvador? In Costa Rica? Or uh, San Salvador? I believe that's in As, El Salvador. You know San what? Jose is Costa Rica. You're right, San Jose. I'll go anywhere that the government will allow me. Do you want to go to right. Cyprus? I'm not allowed. Not a sponsor. Does the Campiones Cup take place there? No, my husband is from Cyprus, and Nathan has been adamant that he will not go to visit. It's because they don't flush toilet paper. That's true. They throw it in a little basket. I think lots of places in Central America also that is the case. 
It is for also, plumbing you've been to Vietnam. Reasons. You've been to Vietnam already. It turns out anywhere, if you stay in like a five-star hotel, they're going to take care of you. Yeah. All right. Let's shut this down. Let's get some score predictions for Kansas City. All right. Let's get out of here. Nate? Four nothing. Oof. Four nothing. Love it. Drew, are you willing to go with a higher spread? So last time it was it was four nothing with uh, two goals for Gary Vasilev. So uh, let's say six nothing with a hat trick for him. Is I this it? it? Is this the hat trick game? It's not clear that he's you're, going to get to play, but I love it. You're calling it as an indie hat trick, which I I'm here for. That man understands a rivalry. Listen, Blum just scored a screamer. Who's to say Indy isn't going to get a hat trick? Anything is possible. Uh, also, just anything is possible. Reminder of if you haven't watched it, Blum also on the post game uh, inter post game press conference saying it was basically a miracle. He's never scored. <laughs> he always shoots it way over the bar. Like he doesn't know practice. what happened. He didn't believe it. Neither did anyone else. If you watch the incredulity on Nico and Klaus's <laughs> face just brings me great joy. He didn't know what to do. He had a whole celebration s- planned with the kit man and he completely forgot about it because he didn't think it would ever happen. Great press uh, conference. Highly yeah, recommend. Yeah, you got to watch Blom, Norwinski. You got to you got to watch it. Abby, what's the score going to be? Wait, did we get a score from Patrick? Oh, Patrick. 3-1. 7-0. Okay. Um there was a 70 to 10. Uh, we don't care about football, but that's ridiculous, right? Uh, there was an 8 nothing Newcastle-Sheffield United game in the Premier League. First game ever where eight different players scored in one game. Hey, Nate, I noticed Nate, we haven't you... had a lot of Sheffield. You know what? Wednesday you, know what? This you, know, you know what? You know what? Let's just keep that train rolling. So, Nate, funny you bring that up because they said... When was the last time Newcastle scored eight goals and it was against Sheffield Wednesday in 1993? I, I heard that on the commentary. <laughs> uh, Sheffield Wednesday, still winless, two draws, bottom of the championship. Uh, second thong song reference, Cisco, their new manager, appears to be terrible. How many games into the season are we like for them to be winless? Seven. <laughs> how, how close are they to the next person next team in the table oh man but i mean you gotta get you gotta clear the bottom three to not get relegated uh i believe it's bottom four out of the championship they have two points uh seven points would get them clear of the relegation zone though so they're not out of it yet but you'd like to get a win you would drawn yeah two draws what's really bad is that um the other two teams that got promoted are second and twelfth in the championship so like there's just no excuse it's just you know what last season was such a joy this is back to what it's like to be a sheffield wins but we got city 4-1 city over skc let's make it happen i'll do my best is drew gonna close us out with a reprise of the blum that was a genie in a bottle okay also this is an audio file that can be presumably rewound should one feel the need to do. Yeah. Someone's put, someone's putting that audio on top of a clip of the goal. It's going to be amazing. I will be tagging all of my now 1141 Twitter friends. (laughs) I think you both should know better. (laughs) Oh, you wish we knew better. Gina, don't fire me for this. All right. Thanks everybody. Let's go city. Adios. Woo.